The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Chadville. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. TikTok. Countdown is on to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous Delivery Day this weekend. We'll have some details on that coming up on the show. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about driving and edibles. The AMA has done a survey and um, it, it shows some interesting numbers when it comes to what you know or don't know when it, um, well, about cannabis edibles and, and driving. So we'll get on that. We'll talk uh, a little Christmas fun as well about how to save some cash when it comes to entertaining. Uh, We're also going to talk um, about bonuses, holiday bonuses. Is there still such a thing? I think the bonus these days is just, just to still have a job. But I think at one point... They were hugely, hugely popular. I've been working now for 30 years, and I've received a bonus once, and it, and it wasn't a cash bonus. I'll tell you what it was coming up a, a little later on, but right now, as you've been hearing, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney and eight of his cabinet ministers are in Ottawa today as part of a trip to meet their federal counterparts. Um, just a short time ago, Kenny wrapped up a speech at the Canadian Club, and today, as we focus our first segment, on Western alienation. Uh, you know what? It's a topic that Premier Kenny brought up during his speech. Let me be clear. I am and always will be an unconditional and proud Canadian patriot. Our government will always be a federalist government. The new party, which I'm privileged to lead, not by accident, wrote into its founding principles that we believe uh, we are devoted to a united Canada. And I believe that despite our flaws, Canada is the best country in the world. And my patriotism will never be conditional. Nor do I understand, quite frankly, how the solution to a campaign that's trying to landlock Alberta is for Alberta voluntarily to landlock itself. Doesn't make sense to me. Having said that, What concerns me most in the polling is the indication that upwards of 80% of my fellow Albertans say they, quote, understand or sympathize with a separatist sentiment. These are good people, the vast majority of whom I do not believe would ever opt to leave our country. They have not given up on Canada. But more and more, they believe that Canada has given up on them. That Canada has given up on them. Well, Premier Kenny is scheduled to meet with the Prime Minister tomorrow, touching on issues from pipelines to equalization. And you can be sure our first guest this afternoon will be watching those talks closely. Derek Robinson is the spokesperson for the Buffalo Project. You, Some call it an advisory committee. Some call it a Canadian version of a political action committee, which was founded by six Alberta businessmen. Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. First off, can we start, maybe you can start by telling me how the, why the Buffalo Project was formed. Well, I think it was initially formed to help support Brad Wall's voice continuing to be heard across Canada. So, you know, when he retired, there was a number of people that got together and they said, you know, his common sense solutions and approach to Canadian politics needs to continue. And so a number of people got together and, and raised some money kind of under that banner. Yeah. And, and since that time, you know, Brad Wall's kind of left, but there was this idea that 
you know, he's from Saskatchewan, but a, a lot of the people were that were interested were from Alberta is that we should do a Saskatchewan Alberta kind of joint group. Mm-hmm. And what better name to call it than the Buffalo Project, well, which was the initial province that should have existed a long time ago. Well, and that's, you know. that's a little a bit of a contentious name, given, you know, the history of it. Was it was it meant to be? Was it meant to poke a little bit at uh, at some folks? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was designed to say, hey, these two provinces should have been together mm-hmm. a long time ago, and it was actually partisan politics on, you know, from uh, a liberal government, Sir Wilfrid Laurier at the time, that said these provinces are going to be too powerful and too hard to control if they are united and together, and so let's split them up. And so that's what they did in the early 1900s, and here we are today, but I think Saskatchewan and Alberta's interests are aligned more than ever before, and so that's why I think Buffalo Project is kind of unique because we have founders and supporters and strategic allies in both provinces, and we're very much aligned in, you know, trying to keep these provinces together and working as a unit, as a team to have more influence. Derek, I have so many questions for you, and and I know we only have a limited amount of time, but I'm curious to know um, how or if uh, former Saskatchewan Premier Bradwall is still involved. He has no formal role right now, although he is, you know, kind of acts as a sounding board for the group sometimes. So we'll ask him some questions and he'll provide some feedback or advice. But that's the only role at this time. All right. I've heard it. I've heard the Buffalo Project uh, being called a political action committee as well as an advisory committee. How do you define it? I kind of see it as a concerned citizens group. You know, political action committees don't really exist in Canada. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't see it like that. I see it as a number of people that they don't have to be involved in, in helping out and trying to have an influence within Canada here. These are a lot of the people that are involved are, are very well off. They're successful. They're influential. And, you know, they don't, they could be on a beach in Mexico somewhere, but instead they decide to have an influence and, and think about their kids and their grandkids and how we need to change things because, Obviously, the level of alienation, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, very yep. soon, is it's it's gone to heights that I don't think we've ever seen before. And so something needs to be done, and there's a lot of people that want to see some action taken immediately. So a lot of people that want uh, something to be done. How many members are in this group, Derek? I don't know the specific number for you because we don't really have a, a core, you know, set list of things that require you to be a member. There's a, there's a lot of people involved. And some people, you know, have donated. Other people, other people haven't. They're just providing strategic advice. And so, yeah, I don't have a specific number for you, but there's there's certainly dozens and dozens of people involved in and uh, helping Buffalo Project make an impact and work behind the scenes and leveraging networks. That's, uh, you know, a huge part of the Buffalo Project is there's a lot of people that are well connected. And so, how can we use those networks to find solutions, to to raise money, to uh, support other people that are doing good work? And, and really, at the end of the day, try to kind of go above politics sometimes and the the emotion and the, the day-to-day um, back and forth of politics can be pretty intense. So you kind Absolutely. of sometimes need a group that's working behind the scenes to try to find solutions that don't always exist in the political realm. There seems to be some secrecy um, regarding the, the, the names of the people who are involved. We do know some of them. Is, is there a reason for that, Derek? Well, I don't think people are looking for publicity. They're looking for results. So we are solutions focused group and and we don't need to have publicity or to to brag about anything that's happened um and and i think that's you know just sort of the nature of the group a little bit is to um to keep sort of the cards close to your chest and and work and try to work behind the scenes for a better canada and you know i think we'll probably do some more stuff publicly in the new year 
but nothing to announce right now. Okay, there is a, a number of uh, issues when we talk about alienation, when we talk about Alberta, Saskatchewan getting a better deal from the federal government. There are a number of issues that the Buffalo Project would like um, would like uh, to be looked at, and I know uh, Jason Kenny right now in uh, in Ontario trying to get some of those issues uh, looked at, waving the flag for them. Uh, a number of them we talk about, you know, the pipeline projects. We talk about carbon policy, Bill sixty nine equalization, which is a huge one, of course. Um, you know, trade deals. How how is the project working to address um, the current concerns that you have with these uh, with these with these issues with these with these you know five points? Yeah, so there's even more than that. that those are some of the main ones we talk about that for sure, and we try to have influence behind the scenes on those. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, what it really comes back to is Alberta and Saskatchewan need to be able to control their own destiny. Right now, they can't. They're currently under the hand of, I think, a horrible federal government that seems intent to destroy its economy and way of life. And out here, the policies that are coming from the federal government do not work here. They are not smart policies. The carbon tax, the idea that we're just going to increase the cost of fuel and then people are going to get a rebate and this is somehow going to change the behavior except it's making us putting at a putting us at a competitive disadvantage doesn't make any sense and and so saskatchewan alberta they are i believe a unique society within canada much as quebec has kind of coined themselves as and i think that's something the buffalo project wants to put out there is hey is saskatchewan alberta unique from the rest of the country in a lot of different ways in the way they make money in the way they grow their economy and the way they live their life and I think there's a lot of merit to that, and I think it's a d- discussion worth having and figuring out how can we actually have more autonomy in our provinces so that when there is a bad federal government like there is right now, we don't have all of our capital and all of our businesses leaving to other countries. And so, and, and so we don't have high suicide rates and, and people without hope and without the, without the dignity of a job right now. How can we have autonomy so that we can actually grow and prosper without having to worry about what another Trudeau government or another bad federal government happens to be doing. So, Derek, you talk about wanting to have a conversation uh, about these issues. They're tricky. How do you get the federal government to listen? That's been a very big challenge. You know, I think we voted out all their liberal MPs in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and I think that did send a message. And so, you know, we have a new deputy prime minister that's trying to reach out to Saskatchewan, and we think that's, a, you know, a great first step. And we'll see if any actions come from that. But I think with this whole area of Western alienation, the federal government actually has to do something. They actually have to take some reasonable action. Otherwise, these, provi- these provinces, the levels of alienation are actually getting out of control. And what, what, would that reasonable, con- what would that reasonable action be? Well, I think an equivalency agreement for the carbon tax mm-hmm. would be a great first step to look at all the ways we sequestered um, carbon emissions here with zero-till farming or um, carbon capture, especially in Saskatchewan, or, or even with, you know, um, different oil companies that sequester CO2 and the way they uh, retrieve oil. All those things aren't calculated in the carbon tax in the way that they should be. And so we have a different economy here, and we have to remain competitive. So there has to be some sort of equivalency agreement there. C69 has to be trashed or completely overhauled. The amount of capital that has left Alberta is mm. astonishing. Mm. Same thing for Saskatchewan. And, and a lot of people don't realize this, but our economies are they're in significant recession. Mm-hmm. And the other part of the country don't really know about this. And I, the other thing is I think we need to have a different way that we approve pipelines in this country that allows us to do it in um, not 
10 years, you know, it, it's almost impossible nowadays to do that. So there probably needs to be a new strategy from, you know, the, in, the industry's perspective on how we do that. But then um, a whole new process needs to be there. So C69 is obviously needs to be totally revamped and redone, but that would be a good first step, I okay. think. And also recognizing that Alberta and Saskatchewan are unique within Canada and we deserve unique treatment. So the group, so the Buffalo Project doesn't want to see Alberta and Saskatchewan become one province. You, you don't want to see um, Alberta separate from Canada, do you? No, I think we're all federalists and we, we want to work within United Canada. Now, that's, saying, that's not saying we should dismiss the sentiment of what you're seeing in Wexford and a lot of people because it's a good portion of the population that literally wants out of Canada right now. But they, they want that because there's, there seems to be no solution right now to the problems that are being faced in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And so that's why we're calling for action from the federal government in some logical way that they actually recognize what's going on here. The, you know, the throne speech was, I think, uh, you know, a big disappointment for, for people out here, and, and we haven't gotten anything. Well, um, I, I was surprised so, to hear the, the throne speech mention, you know, oil and gas briefly, but they did. Yeah, I, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> you know, we had a we had a slight mention of oil and gas. That, you know, they, they were able to utter the words out of their mouth. That that's where we're at as a nation. Like, this is this is the industry that fuels cancer. You're right. In so, in so many different ways, and and you know, I've heard Premier Wall talk about this before. That hey, if equalization came through a pipeline, maybe Quebec could be more interested in it. Um, and so. The conversation is so far gone the other way. You know, maybe that's bringing it back a little bit, but it's that's that's not enough. Like I, it, it's that's pretty sad. I, how do you think that Premier Kenny is handling the situation right now? How do you think he is tackling the issues and 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 the message that he is sending? Well, I think the Fairview panel is a very good first step, and obviously Premier Kenny is under enormous pressure to do something. So, uh, you know, the provincial premier is in a tricky spot because they, you know, Scott Moe as well, or Premier Moe, they, they have this sort of tension where they have people saying you shouldn't say anything about separation or the sentiment that's being there and, you know, take these actions for more autonomy. That's ridiculous. Why should you do that? And then they have a large portion of their their political base and the population that's saying you have to do something right now or we're going to start forming Wexit parties. Mm -hmm. So I think both premiers are, are actually doing a good job in, in starting to make some progress on these issues, talking about them and getting some initial plans. And so there, I think there's a long ways to go, um, but they, they seem to be standing up very strongly. And I think Premier Kenny has a lot of vision and we'll see what comes from the, the Fair Deal panel. There's some great people on that panel. And uh, we have to see what happens in the new year. But I think everybody wants action very quickly from Alberta, from the federal government, from the Saskatchewan government yeah. to, to make things happen. What um, Final question for you, Derek, is what, what would you consider uh, success six months from now, a year from now, five years from now? Oh, that's, that's a big question. So I guess in, in the immediate term, talking about some of those key pressure points with C69 and um, equivalency agreements with the carbon tax, um, maybe some work on the fiscalization, fiscal stabilization program with the, as part of the equalization program to get some money back to Saskatchewan, Alberta. So some work with the federal government there. And then Alberta and Saskatchewan taking some, some actual steps towards more autonomy. So whether that's CPP or collecting mm -hmm. more provincial taxes or control over immigration, there's so many different options. There's something there. And then I think longer term, 
people recognizing the importance of Alberta and Saskatchewan to this country, making them feel like they actually want they, they want us as part of the country, because right now it doesn't feel that way, and, and the federal government actually providing a new deal for, um, for Saskatchewan Alberta within Confederation. And right now, I, you know, we, last time we tried the Reform Party movement, that didn't work very well, so we have to try a new approach this time and, and see if we can get a long-term deal because, it, you know, the government of the day doesn't matter when the cards are always stacked against you within Confederation. And I think that's the big problem that a lot of people are talking about right now. And Buffalo's been talking about this well before everyone else has been mm-hmm. about how we need a new deal, how what we tried last time didn't work despite some, some great efforts from some fantastic people. They have the battle scars of, uh, of fighting those fights to try to get Alberta a better deal. And you know what? It didn't work. So we have to do it right this time and use this political momentum to the greatest benefit for us as possible. Derek Robinson joining me this afternoon. I sure do appreciate your time. Thanks for this, Derek. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. So what did you think about what you just heard? You can let me know at 780-496-0063. There will be a special on Western alienation uh, tonight, starting at 630 on our sister station, Global News 880. We just kind of took a a deeper dive into it and looked at some of the issues uh, surrounding it, some of the concerns. And I thought it interesting today, again, Jason Kennedy, Jason Kenny speaking at the the Canadian Club uh, in in Toronto, um, raising uh talk of alienation raising uh the concerns of alberta raising the concerns of saskatchewan uh saying that we need a fair deal he he just he just went on and he said he urged the federal government to take the concerns seriously and so i am here with my colleagues from cabinet to convey a message to the newly re-elected federal government and parliamentarians from across party lines. Let us take seriously these challenges in a province that has done so much to build this country to be an engine of social mobility, of progress, of prosperity. Let us not make the mistake of diminishing or deriding these voices of frustration, the experiences of so many proud Albertans. That was Premier Kenny earlier today. So we'll take a quick break here at 2.23, talk a little bit more about uh, this topic when we come back. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Alberta Premier Jason Kenney laying out some demands where he says the federal action is urgently required to help our province's struggling economy. He was speaking today at uh, at Ottawa's uh, Canada Club. It was a packed house there. He said that he is a Canadian patriot and he does not want to see uh, Alberta separate, but he says that other provinces and the federal government must take the concerns of Alberta very seriously. Uh, This text just came in and says, how would Ontario feel if the federal government told them no more cars built that aren't uh, electric or Quebec, no more skidoos, quads or planes that use fuels from non-renewables? Jason Kenney um, touched on on it uh, as well. He said, can you imagine the federal government targeting Quebec industry? But I just have to ask you this. Can you imagine a national leader of any party on live television saying we need a government that will fight the big auto manufacturers or we need a government that will fight the big aviation companies it is unthinkable and rightfully so 
Can you imagine a government during a prolonged downturn in Quebec with tensions running high, bringing legislation that imperils Quebec's largest industry? I sat around a federal cabinet table. I think that would be implausible. Again, rightfully so. Friends, this, these are reasons why we have seen a disturbing rise in alienation on the Canadian prairies and particularly in Alberta. Premier Jason Kenney again coming up tonight at 6.30 on Global News 880, a special feature, uh, a feature show on Western alienation. So if you want to check that out, you can, uh, you know, find something in there to, to chew on a little bit more. But we'll have more coming up in the 2.30 newscast.